Welcome to Chat with the Constants. I'm your host, John Constantin, and in studio is my daughter, Destiny, and we have a very, very special guest. Her name is Amy. She is a USA Today's bestselling author. Welcome, Amy. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So since you're new to our audience, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you like to do during the day. Oh, goodness. Um, So I am Amy Sparling. I also write under the name Cheyenne Young. And I pretty much spend my days writing books, reading books, uh, drinking too much coffee, and hanging out with my dog. I'm kind of a homebody. Yeah, same here. Same here. Now, got to ask you, what is your favorite coffee you like to drink? So we have this, it's, um, it's actually the store brand, H-E-B brand coffee here in Texas. And it is Texas Pecan. Some people call it Pecan. Um, but Texas pecan coffee is my favorite, and I cannot get enough of it. Um, I also like adding some cinnamon to it as well. Nice. Cinnamon's awesome if you're a diabetic because it can control your sugar. I've been doing that for a while. My sugar's been under control, which is awesome. See, here in New York, we love drinking Timmy Hortons. I've actually never had that. We don't have those down here. Well, you got to come to New York. I know. I, I miss New York. <laughs> I, we go every chance we get, of course. Haven't been anywhere in the last couple of years. But. Oh, yeah. The pandemic and everything. So any any good projects you're working on right now? I just finished writing a sweet romance novel called Romy and the Best Man. Uh, and when I say just finished, like 30 minutes before we started recording this, I, I put the finishing touches on it. So uh, really excited. It's a book in my Lake Sterling series, which is, um, it's it's a group, it's a series, but each book is set, it has a different um, set of main characters, and it takes place in a fictional little small Texas town that I invented. Um, I've been told that I write small Texas towns really well, which is probably because I grew up in one. So I just took all the parts I like about small town life, and I put it in a little fictional made up place and I I keep having people meet and fall in love in that town so it's it's a good world to be in nice nice the only thing I know about Texas is the Cowboys and Wrestlemania (laughs) was there over the weekend I I haven't been I know Houston's pretty huge I love watching a show called Texas Metal where uh, they do a lot of crazy stuff with custom cars and stuff like that oh yeah so like what What's your inspiration to write these books besides Texas? Is it something else in Texas or is just just a feeling that, that you get? It's probably because it's what I know best, to be honest. Um, one of my first novels called City of Legends that I had published by a Warner Brothers uh, publishing imprint. Oh, nice. I tried setting a whole part of the story in New York City and my agent was like, um, you need to maybe set your book somewhere you know better because you got all the details wrong. And me having traveled there a few times, I thought I knew what I was talking about, but I didn't. So I was like, you know what? I know Texas. I've lived here my whole life. So I will just set my books in Texas. That way I don't mess anything up. So that's kind of my main inspiration. Um, plus, you know, I really love the small town vibe. Um, Mm -hmm. actually it's funny because living it in real life, sometimes I get really bored because we're, we're, you know, I'm like, north of Houston, but we can go to Houston a lot. But out here in the suburbs, it gets very boring. But in my novels, I make it fun and interesting. Nice, nice. Now, let me ask you this. When you got that notification that you're on the bestsellers list for USA Today, 
what was that feeling like for you? It was super excited. I actually have the um, list on the bulletin board above my computer. Um, it was very exciting and I didn't think it would happen. It's kind of everything that's happened to me in publishing that you could consider good news. I never expected it to happen. Um, all the bad news and all the rejections and everything I've gotten, I expected all of that. That's just like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, so hitting a bestseller list was really exciting. I printed it out and I thought about framing it, which I probably should, but right now it's just thumbtacked into the wall. Uh, you, really you, you should frame it because that's a big accomplishment. And I always thought New York bestsellers list was the, the be all end all, but I, I didn't realize USA Today did something like that, which is kind of cool. Well, honestly, what's even cooler is, um, so the USA Today bestselling list is they actually take the 150 best selling novels based on how many were sold that week. The New York Times bestseller list is more curated. Um, they even have this little fine print at the bottom that says, we pick and choose which books we wanna put on the list. So it's it's like, you know, if you make the New York Times, it's exciting, but more, more than often than not, your publisher made sure you ended up on that list. Mm -hmm. Whereas the USA Today is just a straight list of all the best selling books, you know, in the whole nation. So it's really exciting to make that one. It feels more honest. That's awesome. Now, which which book made it? Is the, the book that the series that you're doing or is it another yes. project? Um, it was called Love, Laughter and Happily Ever After. Um, which was an anthology and it had my book Julie and the Fixer Upper in it, um, which is the first book of my Lake Sterling series. Julie and the Fixer Upper, that sounds kind of cool. <laughs> it's about a woman, she is a novelist, you'll never believe how I decided to write about a novelist, but um, she is a novelist who gets tired of the big city and moves to, the, to a small town and the house that she's renting, she's already signed the contract on it, um, already has a man occupying it oh, and it no. turns out he has a rental contract as well he was hired to remodel the house and the landlord is kind of ditzy and didn't realize she messed up her dates and so um, Julie she has nowhere else to go so she decides well we're just both going to live in this house and we're going to fix it up together and that way I can get you out of my house as soon as possible and they fall in love uh, as you can expect in my books so it was really fun to write that. That's really cool. Now, now there's also a show in, down there in Galveston. Uh, the, the young couple fixes up historic homes down there. And and I, I like seeing Galveston because it's like a small island off, off of Texas. It's pretty cool. Nice scenery. And that show is awesome. I love Galveston. Um, it's always funny seeing it on TV. I grew up about 15 minutes um, away north of Galveston on the mainland. Um, so I've been there a lot and my grandma and lived there, my aunt lives there and it's so funny seeing it on TV because it's like, they showcase all the fun touristy spots. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh man, I forgot that that existed. We need to go visit that. Cause normally, you know, I'm just going to my relative's house or we go to the beach or something, but there's a lot of fun things to do in Galveston. So you basically rediscover it every time you go see it because you see it on TV and you have to go to that spot, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm sorry, kid. This is this is this is your deal, and I'm I'm taking over. <laughs> it's okay. We share the podcast. We do, but this is this is all you. Now, what I'm really excited about is Destiny won a contest. Mm -hmm. Uh, for was a Goodreads giveaway. No, it nope. was just a. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. 
No, it's it's a it was Amy's giveaway for um the spring book haul. Um, she and a whole bunch of uh young adult authors combined all their books together. <laughs> she was like, I I hit the jackpot. <laughs> well, I was I had the idea to host a little giveaway. And so I reached out to some author friends and I was like, hey, do you want to pitch in a signed book? And mm-hmm. 20 people, or was it 19, 19 people? I can't remember what the number is counting myself or not, but so many authors pitched in. And so I was like, whoa. And then I had this huge box of books mm-hmm. and we added a- extra prizes and stuff too. And it was so heavy. Um, but I was like, this is really exciting. So we did a giveaway and Destiny won it. So I was really excited to pack that up and ship it off. That was really You're awesome. Now. Well, I, appre- I appreciate it. I am very excited. Um, I'm looking forward to reading Ella and the Twisted Senior Year. Um, I had to reorganize my book cart to fit them. Uh, <laughs> but, but they do fit. Uh, and I can't wait to read them. Um, I love the cup in there. Um, I used the Amazon gift card to get me. Um, I've been getting little decorations for my little small pink tree. Um, so I used that and um, I gave my best friend the tie-dye bag because she loves tie-dye. Um, but I really appreciate it. I can't wait to read all the books. I'm so excited. I was shocked they're all they're all autographed. Yep. Yep. I had everybody sign their books and then mail them to me. Um, so it was fun. It was I was amazed at how big the stack of books was. <laughs> yeah. Well, now her room's filled with stacks of books with all the other ones that she had but this one was like really cool and i was like oh my god that's they did all this yep i'm glad it arrived safely it did it was it was pretty heavy (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was like oh my goodness i actually had to use ups because it was such a heavy box and i've never shipped that way so i got to learn some new skills yeah you never too old to learn anything new (laughs) (laughs) so let me ask you Who's your favorite football team? I feel like I have to say the Texans just because this is where I live. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad would want me to say the Cowboys. Well, I on, If I'm being very honest, my favorite thing about football is getting nachos in the concession stand. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would agree with you. I love that. Like yeah. I will go to any sporting event because I know they've got nachos and that's what I'm really excited about. I think the last sport event we went to was a Sabres game and we got pizza, nachos, burgers. That's the way to go. Exactly. <laughs> so what else are you working on besides this manuscript? Any any breaking news you want to share on chatting with the Constantins on anchor.fm? Breaking news. Well, I am always doing a million things at once, uh, especially because I have two different author names. Um, so I'm still writing my Lake Sterling series. I plan to have six or seven books in that, but for my other name, I'm working on a book I'm very, very excited about. Um, it's a young adult novel. It's called Echo, and it is based in the canine world, the working dog canine world, and I'm actually planning on, um, donating $2 of every book sale to my two favorite nonprofit canine organizations. Oh, that'd be cool. I'm really hoping to promote the heck out of it and get a ton of sales and give money to these organizations because they care a lot about working dogs. Um, so I'm, but I'm only about halfway finished writing that manuscript, but I'm hoping to have it done maybe by 
you know, October-ish. So um, I'm pretty pumped about that one. That'd be awesome. And any links you want to forward, we'll put on our websites to, to help out as well. Okay, awesome. Yeah, um, because one of these, uh, we have a working dog uh, in my family, but uh, one of the organizations is called Project Canine Hero. And mm -hmm. whenever working dogs get retired, um, they the, the organization, whether it's like the military or police departments or whatever, whenever a dog gets retired, they no longer have money to take care of them. And the handler is usually left with expenses because uh, many of these dogs, if they get an injury, like a simple injury that could easily be fixed, mm -hmm. the department just says, we're not going to pay for that. And they retire the dog. So then the handler either has to spend thousands of dollars on surgery or the dog will get put down. So Project Canine Hero takes in all of these retired working dogs, pays for all of their expenses and pays for their expenses for the rest of their life. So the handler will get dog food shipped to them once a month. They get all their vet bills taken care of because um, the founder just wants to always protect these dogs who work so hard to protect us. Um, so, and he's already said that our dog is a future Project Canine Hero member because our dog is still a current working dog. But he said the moment he retires, he's putting them in the program. And I think that's just so cool. So I wanted to kind of give back to them. So I'm writing a book. Um, it's about a girl who inherits her father's working dog after her father passes away. Mm -hmm. And she deals with the, you know, trials and struggles of having a very high energy dog who now has PTSD because he watched his handler die. Oh um, no. So it's, <laughs> I, so that's my other pen name, Cheyenne Young, the one I'm writing that for. It, I have more um, emotionally uh, charged books under that name, and people say I make them cry all the time, whereas <laughs> my Amy Sparling pen name, I write sweet, sappy romance. Um, so it's like I'm constantly backing or going back and forth between crying and smiling at my computer when I'm writing. <laughs> now, do you see your books getting turned into like Hallmark movies at one point? That would be really cool. Um Right now I have, so my teen superhero city, City of Legends, um, Warner Brothers owns the film rights for that. That doesn't mean they'll ever turn it into a movie. It would be very cool if they did. Um, but then my other, I have another book called The Last Wish of Sasha Cade. It's one of those sad tearjerker books, very, very sad, um, but in a good way. It's a good mm -hmm. kind of sad, if that makes sense. It has been picked up um, by a film, by a producer who is currently trying to get it picked up as a TV show. Oh, nice. So, with any hope, we will see that on the screen one day. But for my sweet romance books, that would be so cool if they became Hallmark movies or like, um, you know, the Netflix mushy Christmas romance movies. Those are some of my favorite things to watch. So oh, that would yeah. be a huge dream of mine. Okay, I'm, with you. I'm with you on that one. Um, I'm a big Hallmark Netflix uh, movie lover. Me you should see our DVR list. It's filled with Hallmark movies and other stuff. <laughs> it's like, I love watching true crime and Hallmark movies. It's like the two opposite ends there are my, my favorite things to watch. Yeah, me, yeah. it's, it, it's rom-com and Buffalo Bills football. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need a rom-com that's set at a Buffalo Bills football game. That'll work. <laughs> I, that, that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, as a writer myself, I never understand why a writer chooses to use different pen names. Um, I know sometimes they use it to um, 
give himself a different identity from their writing career, but I, I don't I don't really understand the pen names. It's it's weird for me too. <laughs> My pen name was kind of a fluke actually because this was back in 2012, so 10 years ago. Um, it's when Amazon self-publishing was starting to become popular, but I was still trying to get an agent in traditional publishing deals. And I was really looking at it. I thought Amazon's platform was really cool, but everywhere you read that said, nobody will give you a book deal if you've self-published. And that's not true, but that's what people said back then. So I said, well, I really wanna try out this self-publishing thing. So I made up a fake name and I was like, I'll just secretly publish and see what happens. And it's kind of hilariously weird how life works. Um, I was at the, at the time I was querying the manuscripts that I had written. So I said, well, I'll write a little short novella and self-publish it because I really just wanted to see how it worked. And I spent about a week and I wrote a 20,000 word book called Summer Unplugged. And I picked the last name Sparling because it's a family name. And then I turned to my daughter who was about 10 at the time. And I said, what should my pen name be? And she said, Amy. I said, okay. And so I plopped it up on Amazon and it became a bestseller almost instantly. Like I had, didn't have a website. I didn't have social media. I didn't have a mailing list. I had nothing. And it became such a big seller, this, this short little novella. And a lot of the reviews kept saying, will there be another book? So I said, well, well, geez, maybe I should do this. So I wrote another book and then another book. And then that one series, it's now a 34 book series. I have spinoffs, like the main character's best friend has a series and, and all this stuff. So it's this huge series. Um, it's kind of put me on the map as an author. And the whole time I was having all this success as my pen name in self-publishing and my real name, I was still trying to get an agent back then. And it was so funny because I was like a nobody under my real name and a popular best-selling author under my pen name. And I eventually did get an agent and traditional book deals. So I keep those under my real name. But it's so funny to me because so many people think that traditionally published authors are somehow better than indie authors. And it's so not true because first of all, I'm the same person for both. But my indie books are what have paid my bills for the last seven years. So, you know, my heart and soul is Amy Sparling writing these books. And I've considered kind of combining both names, but it's like, you know, it's, it's a mess now because I've got this whole life as Amy and this whole life as Cheyenne. So I just kind of do my thing. And sometimes I feel like I'm two different people because I call myself Amy. I answer to Amy. I, I sign my signature as Amy. So you know, it's just the fun, crazy life of being two full-time authors and one person. Basically, you're a two-time best-selling author uh, on Amazon and uh, USA Today. Yeah. That's so, an accomplishment right there. Best of both worlds. Um, exactly. So yeah, that's, that's why I had a pen name as I was trying to keep it secret. Um, but after a few years, I decided not to be secret with it anymore. So yeah, you, you, you had to break character and come out. Yep. And now I, look at, I'm sorry, go ahead, kid. No, go ahead. No, I'm done. I'm done. Your turn. No, I was just going to say, I considered using a pen name before, but I I was just so proud of what I created that I wanted my real name on it. Absolutely. I definitely, yeah. I feel <laughs> um, especially because like 
the first novella I wrote, it was supposed to be this little secret that I did just to see what happened. And then it became a bestseller. And it's like, well, wait a minute, I want to take credit for this. So, you know, then I made a website and social media and everything for Amy. So I'm just, I feel like I, I have two names. Only one of them is my legal name now. But yeah, if you like, if I could do it all over again, I would have just kept everything as my real name. Well, you, you know, you, Either way, you got success. And if you really wanted to, uh, it probably cost you a lot of money in legal fees to change your name to Amy. <laughs> right. But that's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for sharing, because I've always wondered about the pen name thing. Now, I, I know you said you did Amazon publishing now. Um, I know you mentioned in your email about a hybrid publishing I'm kind of curious because I've been working on a young adult novel for a while. Um, it's a fantasy one. Um, it's kind of it's kind of inspired by a situation I went through, but with a twist of magic in it. Um, but I'm trying to figure out where to publish it. I do have an account with Barnes and Noble Press. Um, I started with them, but. My friend Caitlin, she's also a writer too, and she uses Amazon. I just don't know what is better or or the right direction to go publishing wise. Well, so there's um, a term called wide publishing um, because Amazon is the biggest ebook retailer and they try really hard to get every book they can. Um, so they have Kindle Unlimited and they try to get authors to publish on there and then you can only have your ebook on Kindle and nowhere else. Um, but I really love wide publishing. That's where you publish it everywhere. So um, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Am um, Apple, all the, all the locations. Um, I actually use a website called draft to digital It's got the number two instead of the word two. Yeah, I heard uh, of them. And they're, they're a distributor. So like you upload all your book information to them and they send it out to all the other ebook retailers. So you don't have to have a separate account. Um, like, because I, I did um, Barnes and Noble Nook Press for a while, but it gets so complicated having to log into every website and change your book information or any of that. So I really love Draft2Digital because you just do it in one place and they send it out. Um, but they also will send it out to libraries, which I think is really, really cool um, because you actually get paid every time someone borrows your book from a library. So um, it gives you this huge worldwide reach. I've had people in do dozens of countries uh, read my books through their library program. Um, and I love it too, because I always tell my readers, especially with my young adult novels, a lot of young adults don't have a bunch of money to buy books with, but they can read from their library. And like with today's technology, uh, my library, most of them will have this little app. So you can log in on your phone, you can borrow an ebook and read it on your phone or have it sent to your e-reader and it's free for the reader. So I tell my readers like, hey, it's free, just check it out from your library. And the library buys it from Draft2Digital and so I still get paid and my readers get to read for free, which I think is really awesome. So I always advise people to publish everywhere, um, but I really like, and you can, you can have individual websites um, for to publish to Apple directly and all that stuff. But I really like going through Draft2Digital because it's just very, very easy. Um, and it gives you the widest reach. That's awesome. Now, did it, when you first started, did you, did it cost you a fee to use draft to digital? 
Um, they, they don't charge a fee up front, but they take a small percentage of the royalties you earn. I think it's 10%. Um, to me, it's worthwhile. So if you do, if you publish to Nook or Apple directly, um, you don't have to pay that fee. But to me, it's it's really worthwhile um, to you know pay the little fee for the, the convenience. But you can also choose with Draft2Digital, you can say only publish to the library channels, not these other stores, I'll do that myself. So you can really have the best of both worlds because to my knowledge, you can't publish your book directly to the library sources. You, you have to go through a different company. Mm -hmm. So um, that's where Draft2Digital makes it easy. And then I've heard, you know, because Apple has their own um, website, but I can't figure out how to make it work. It's too tricky. So I just use Draft2Digital and they send it to Apple for me. That's awesome. That's, that's some good tips right there. Now, have you ever encountered writer's block or any creative type of block and how did you overcome it? Um, I like to say um, that I don't get writer's block, but I do. Um, but it's really weird for me because I think the, when people hear writer's block, they assume it means you're staring at the computer and you don't know what to write. For me, it's like my head's just not in the right space. If I'm in a bad mood or I've had a bad day, like I cannot sit down and write. It doesn't matter how much I love the story or how well the outline is written. I can't write, like that's my writer's block is I'm just not in the mood for it. So when that happens, I can't force myself to write. And um, like one of the biggest pieces of advice you hear all the time is to write every day. And I don't like that because if you're not in the mood to write, you're just gonna write something that sucks. So don't do it, like take the day off and relax. Um, but on the rare occasion where I'm not sure what to write, um, which usually doesn't happen much because I'm a very big outliner. I make these huge outlines so I know every scene and every chapter of my book before I write it. Um, but if I'm not sure what to write, I have two tricks. I will either start writing in the middle of the scene. It's like I don't know how to start my chapter or my scene. So I just pick a place in the middle and I just start there. And then later on, I'll come back and fill in the beginning. Or if I'm really feeling kind of... Um, just stuck, I guess. Um, I do this thing, my family gets annoyed at me, but I will pick five random words. I'll say like um, five things made of plastic, five places in Texas, you know, um, five things, five objects that you see sitting around you. And I'll write that down and I'll give it to my daughter and I'll, and I'll have her write it, you know, fill in the blanks. And then I tell myself, I have to pick one thing from each of these lists and I have to include it in this scene. And it sounds silly. Like one time she wrote pink flamingo and I was like, okay, okay. But it's like, as soon as you read the list of these things that someone else created for you, it's like, it gets your brain churning. And I was like, okay, so maybe my character gets home and their front yard is filled with those plastic pink flamingo lawn decorations. And what happened? And it's like, it gets my brain churning up ideas. And then I wrote the scene and I included it. And so to me, that's really fun, but you have to have somebody willing to make a little list of items for you. Mm -hmm. um, so usually I can con my daughter into doing it, but it's just little ways to trick your brain into getting inspired with what to write. Um, that's my, my best advice. That's awesome. That's, that's a good, good advice. It sounds like, it sounds similar to writing, using writing prompts to, yeah. get, to get your brain thinking. Right. Yeah, for sure. Because sometimes it's like, 
You can sit at the computer and put your hands on the keyboard, but that doesn't mean your brain knows what to write. You have to inspire it somehow. Uh, me, I'm, I find inspiration from anywhere. I, I look at my daughter and I get inspiration. Oh, yeah. Or, One of my or, favorite things is to watch movie trailers. I don't know if y'all have ever had the same inspiration as me, but when I watch a movie trailer, it's like it's, you know, they're giving you this plot, but not the whole plot. And it just gets your brain thinking, like, what could happen in this story? And so I sometimes I'll just watch a bunch of trailers on YouTube to kind of inspire me. I, I have to listen to music to inspire me sometimes. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then it just starts coming and... There it is. <laughs> and then I send it off to the world with all my with all the episodes that we've done for the podcast. Do you have any more questions for Amy, honey? No, I'm just so happy that she's here and I'm glad to meet her. Um, because uh, now I've been following you on Instagram and I am a big fan. Uh, <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to reading your book. I'm so excited. I love that book. Um, it's one of my favorite that I've ever written. So um, I hope you'll like it too. Um, it's a little, you have to kind of suspend disreal or suspend reality um, because her, a tornado takes out the main character's house, but nobody else's house in the neighborhood. Oh no. So, <laughs> but then she's forced, her family has to move in with the next door neighbors until they get another place to live. And her biggest enemy uh, lives next <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's all right make sure my phone's on silent it is yeah well, i segue you into something it's so it's kind of cool <laughs> but man i want to thank you for your time for coming on and sharing all your knowledge and congratulations on all the success you've been doing is there anything else you want to share with the listeners before we let you go well, um, yes. So I really, I appreciate um, your, both of your kind words. I'm really glad to be here. Um, but I just want people to know whether you are a writer or any type of creative person pursuing your dreams, that it definitely doesn't happen overnight. I have been rejected over 500 times by agents and publishers, and I'll be rejected probably 500 more times. Um, but you just, you just have to keep going. And I always tell people, you know, I actually came across a writer uh, forum website the other day that I hadn't, I hadn't logged in since 2009. And, and so that's what, 13 years ago. And back then I was posting my queries asking for advice. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, had I known it would have taken me that long to find any success back in 2009? I mean, it took me another seven or eight years from that point to even get an agent. I was like, if I had known it would have taken that long, I would have quit. Like, if you tell me, Hey, your dream, you're not going to get your dream achieved for another 10 years. I would say, you know what, forget that. It's, but I didn't, I didn't know that it was going to take that long. So I just kept trying. And I feel like that's kind of a great way to live our life is keep going after your dreams. And it may take a long time, but you know what, it's never going to happen if you quit and give up. So success, you know, it, it can still be found even if it doesn't feel like you have it right now. And half the time I spend my days thinking I'm a miserable failure. So um, it's all relative, you know, but you just gotta keep trying whether you're a writer or whatever type of thing you do, just keep going, keep trying because you never know what's around the corner. 
That is so true. I, I, I agree with that because there's times where I'm thinking this podcast is going to be successful and there's not. And I just keep going. I just, I just have to keep going. I, I don't have a quit in my bone. I just have to keep going. And that's all you got to do. You know, it just takes, especially with podcasting, you know, YouTubing, all kinds of stuff. Um, it, it's like the people that are famous now are only, only got there because they didn't give up. You know, no. it just takes a while to find your audience and your group and you will. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, but we, 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 we talk about so much stuff. It's hard to find a niche because I, I can't focus on one thing. I have to focus on different things because I'm so interested in different things. And if it takes, it takes, if it doesn't, it doesn't. But if I get well, one listener, I'm happy. <laughs> as long as you have, you know, uh, happiness doing it, that's all that matters. But I will definitely share your podcast with everybody on both of my names. I appreciate that. And we'll have everything listed on our websites um, with all the links. Um, I'm going to be working on our website today. So I'll add everything. I think it's kind of cool. You want to add a cartoon as a picture. Mm -hmm. It'll it'll be something new and unique on our website, which is awesome because I like new and unique. And Man, just thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us. And you're always welcome back anytime. Just email Desi, say, hey, I got a new story I want to talk about. And boom, she'll set it up. And this has been awesome. For sure. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And once again, thank you for coming on Chat with the Constantins. And um, so once again, Amy, thank you for joining us on Chat with the Constantins on anchor.fm. Uh, we're going to share all the links and guys follow us on social media. I'll have all the links in the description. Keep the conversation moving forward. And it's always a great time to have a great chat and enjoy the rest of the day, everybody.